0: Friends, Maestro here bringing you episode 345 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I am clearing up my Message. There's none of that, you know, 2022 new year, new me. No, this is the same maestro. You can get the same maestro 2021, 2022, but I want to make sure that what I'm saying is coming through loud and clear. I want to make sure that you are picking up what I am putting down. So I'm going to expand on five things that I've heard get a little misconstrued and then finish up with five things that I want to make sure to say again and again. And again, all this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic, a podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture, open your eyes, find your passion, and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestro a Three, two, one. Hello, friends. Maestro here. Welcome back to another. of my favorite podcast. This is actually the final podcast episode of 2021. And I am most grateful that you've decided to tune in. Perhaps you're listening to this on the day it drops. That would be the 28th. If so, almost happy new year. If it's after that, well, then Happy New Year! Uh, so, right off the bat, number one, thank you again. I really, I, the fact that you folks listen, I am extremely, extremely grateful. Second order of business. If you are listening to this when it drops or shortly after, doors are open for round 10 of my Instagram intensive. So if you're interested in that, there will be a link for you to check out in the show notes, or you can DM me with any questions. You can text me if you want, 310-737-2345. Doors will close on January 7th, so make some moves. Uh, Today, what we're going to chat about, uh, I want to clear up my message. So I don't have a, you know, best of 2021 episode or something like that. Namely because I got a lot of, you know, I got some new shit to say. Uh, Oftentimes we do those like best ofs when you're just like, you don't necessarily want to be putting out anything new. So it's like, let's recap things like that. But I got more stuff to say. So I'm going to do that instead. And uh, this was actually kind of Prompted, spurred, whatever you want to call it, uh, just by the uh, frustration I feel when people say, I know you think this, but, or I know you really like this thing, but number one, it's fine if you disagree with, you know, how I do things and you want to go do things your own way. That is not the issue. It's when people say that and I'm like, oh, but that's not actually what I mean by that message, or that's not actually what I think. So I wrote down five things that I think can get lost in translation and that perhaps I haven't done the best job uh, of articulating. So I want to use this episode to clear up my message surrounding those five things and then use the second half of the episode to continue to say a different set of five things that seemingly have not gotten lost in translation thus far, which I'm stoked about, uh, and just to remind everyone, including myself, about going into the new year. So let's jump on into this thing. Number one, as it relates to clearing up my message, it is okay to burn the ships. Once you've built your safety ship, you have something else safety raft, or you have built the new ship. So no, I do. I personally do not like burning the ships. And that short statement doesn't leave very much room for nuance. But if we're interpreting it as get rid of your your vehicle, get rid of your safety before you have something else in place, for me, that is not an energy that I like to be using to motivate, inspire, drive me to get things done. I really do champion and value safety as such. I personally do not prefer to just burn the ships and get rid of all of my safety. Oh, I got to make, I got to make the thing work now because I have another choice. If that's how you operate, awesome. But what what I've encountered more often than not is folks who realistically have their safety net in place. And so they can burn the ships. They can leave their job. They can, you know, they've actually done the step down where they went from full-time to part-time. And, you know, they were building up their caseload or building up whatever on their side hustle. And you will get to that point in time. If someone was to look at my own personal journey, they would say that, you know, I technically burned the ships by leaving my, my full-time PT gig, but I had other things in place, right? I didn't leave that job before I had my... You know, quote unquote concierge PT going on, or when I was doing PT at uh, CrossFit Seven One Eight, um, or my rock tape gig, like I had those things lined up, and so there was a safety raft there. So, uh, one more thing with that, this is also why I love physical therapy as a first career because you'll always have a safety net. Like you can always go back to the, the shitty job, maybe at a different a different facility, but you can always go back. But that is what I mean by burning the ships. It's absolutely, if if you just like doing that, you want that energy in your life, fine. But when I say it, I'm talking about not burning the ships until you have some sort of safety net, safety raft in place, and then go ahead. You can go ahead and, and get rid of them. And that's usually where I hear people and they're like, I know that you don't like to burn the ships, but I think it's time for me to leave the job. And I'm like, I absolutely, totally agree because you have all the safety in place. Go ahead. Get rid of those other things because you are actually at that point where you are too busy to grow anymore for that new thing. You are ready to take that, that leap. All right. So that's point number one. Point number two, I want to clear up. I don't hate DIY products. I just don't recommend them as someone's first offer, right? If they're going into online business space, that's, that's what I, you know, that is my, what I specialize in. So speaking to that. Sorry for that whistle there. Speaking to that, I do not recommend the DIY product, the do-it-yourself product, as the first product. Namely because people don't do the shit. And if they don't do it, they don't get results. And if if they don't get results, you don't get any feedback, you don't know how this thing is, and they don't go and tell their friends about it. When you get, when you get results for people, when, result, when people get results working with you, they go and tell other people, word of mouth will always be the most powerful thing we have in terms of, you know, spreading our message. So DIY products are absolutely great. And as it relates to what I call the value ladder and the different offers that you can have, and that you, I don't want to say you should have, that you can have in different ways that you can uh, work with your, your people. DIYs fall right in there and they're absolutely phenomenal. I typically just don't recommend having them as the first product it can be very difficult to get people to actually do the thing and yes i get it we're working with adults it's on them i understand that for sure but when we're just starting out the goal should be to be in the trenches get the results for people hear them hear their problems and then we can go and develop things that are specifically tailored to them so Typically, I recommend that people go with one-on-one services, something like that first. And then from there, they can look at, you know, what problems are they hearing come up a lot that they, or what problems are they solving a lot that they don't necessarily need to be there, you know, to hold that person's hand through the thing. So I don't hate DIY products. I just don't love them as your first product or your first offer. Third thing to clear up, batching. Y'all know I love batching, but I I do want to clear this up in terms of what I consider to be batching. To me, batching doesn't mean only doing one thing. To me, it means doing similar things. And when I say similar, it could be a similar task in that it's like, it's all on the computer, or it could be similar in like the amount of mental energy that it requires or the type of mental energy it requires or the way that it requires you to show up and putting those activities together. Because realistically, it's, it could be very hard if you just do one thing a day. So I was I wrote about this uh, to my mafia and I just kind of was thinking about the day that I had just spent and, and how I had spent it. And... On my Tuesdays and Thursdays, I am client facing. So it's a different energy than I bring to my Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Wednesdays, I do like my financial meeting. It's more of like an answer email, like an admin kind of day. So it's a different mental energy. I will batch a lot of tasks and then go back and forth between them. So the goal for me with batching, yes, is to minimize, um, what is the word? Minimize task switching, but that task switching doesn't necessarily mean, need to mean just specifically the type of thing you're doing, like, you know, exactly the type of thing you're doing. It can very much be the type of energy that you have to bring, how you have to show up and trying to minimize going back and forth. So for me to have, you know, be a a client facing on Tuesdays and be, you know, talking and listening and then have to switch and go and do, uh, you know, financial meeting and then switch and then do a podcast. To me, that is a lot of task switching and I lose a lot of energy, a lot of, you know, cognitive leaks and such going back and forth. So I will do multiple things on the same day. So I will can be client-facing. I can also think about any offers or products or services that I want to be offering. I can look to refine current products, offers, and services on those days because it's all the same type of mental energy for me. So clearing up you know, what I mean by batching, it doesn't mean only doing one type of thing. Um, or rather, you can r- choose how you define what tasks are similar for you, right? All right. Number four, uh, clearing up my message surrounding numbers. I think some folks would say that I don't like numbers. It's not that I don't like numbers. It's that I prefer folks don't get consumed by them, especially early on when there just aren't enough numbers to really draw any kind of conclusive data from. So whether it's the insights for something like Instagram or the analytics that you can get from um, your email marketing, they are information. But I feel that oftentimes, especially in the beginning of things, people put too much emphasis and too much focus on them and it it detracts. It distracts them from the task at hand. It distracts them from creating more content distracts them from connecting with their audience or focusing on the people who are currently there. So it's not that I don't like numbers. And as it relates to business, many times it it can be looked at as, or many parts of things can be looked at as simply, you know, it's math, it's numbers. But I don't like the preoccupation with numbers, especially in the beginning. And I uh, am, what is the word I want to use? I am cautious about which numbers to focus on. Oftentimes people get really focused on numbers that they can't control. Like if you look at Instagram, like you can't control the reach. You can't control the likes and things like that. All that you can control is how the number that you of posts that you create. So it's not that I don't like numbers. It's that I would rather people not become obsessed with them, especially early on when they just don't have enough data points for those numbers to be as uh, truly informational or informative as if things were, you know, we're looking at things later on and you just have a larger sample size. And then lastly, clearing up the message is let it be easy. So I actually did a post about this to clear it up and uh, Courtney, if you could link that, thank you, Uh, but I really do like this mantra, but I also know that it can lend itself to people being like, well, I ain't doing shit then because that is easy. So I should probably use more words there and uh, elucidate the point of letting it be easy as it relates to what is the easiest way to achieve your goal. Uh, so that, I think that, when I add some words on there, changes everything. Uh, Laura Jean, well, we've got we've discussed this and she would say, you know, find ease. I think as long as you're using that word easy or like any, kind of iteration of that, people kind of default to like, doing nothing but that all depends on to me what this this phrase means is it's all dependent upon what your goal is let it be easy what is the easiest thing to do so that you can achieve your goal if your goal is to rest then yeah don't do anything right if your goal is to get a specific thing accomplished then what letting it easy may look like letting it be easy may look like is doing some really hard work. But it might mean doing it in the morning because you know that if you do it then, you'll actually get it done. It may be harder in the moment because uh, it's the morning and you all know I'm coming around in mornings, but ooh, they are still like, they're still tough, right? But that will actually be the easiest way for you to definitely get it accomplished because if you know that if you wait to the end of the day, you're far less likely to do it. So as it relates to... Let it be easy. That doesn't mean just give up, don't do anything, you know, lay down and die. It means do what is easiest as it relates to achieving your goals. Okay, so those are my five things that I wanted to clear up. And then real quickly, let's go into five things that I'm going to keep saying, and you'll hear them again and again as we enter 2022. Number one, niche down. This is especially, particularly, definitely true for those of you looking to enter the online space. It's noisy. There's a lot of people there. The way that you cut down or cut down, excuse me, the way that you cut through the noise is by being specific um, and by being redundant, right? Being repetitive. Say it a lot, a lot, a lot. Specific, repetitive, consistent. So I'm not even sure if it's possible to niche down too much or I'll say yes and no. Is it possible to niche down too much? Yes and no. Yes, in that if there's just nobody... Who wants that thing, well, then you've kind of niched down too far, but it's not so much that you've niched down too far, it's just that nobody, there's not enough consumers for that niche. Uh, no, it's not possible to niche down too far for that same reason, that you want to be able to get specific with what you're doing and let people know, like, I can solve this problem for you. There may not be as many people as in, in the thing you're choosing as there is as there are in a different niche, but... The goal is sustainability and you will get that loyalty by solving problems that are specific to your people, especially if you are the best at doing that thing. So if you are entering the online space or if you've been in the online space and you're just trying to get more traction, trying to figure things out, my advice, niche down, get specific. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. When I'm speaking about niching down, I'm largely talking about or largely referring to the problem you solve. Second to that maybe who you solve it for and, and or how you solve that problem. Those things will niche you down. So I'm thinking off the top of my head like Brie Battles, right? She does that, a lot of stuff in the postpartum, pregnant postpartum world. But if we want to niche down even farther than that, so one, it's niche down because it's pregnancy, postpartum. If we want to niche down even farther from that, it's how she solves the problem, who she's solving it for. And she has more of that, um, you know, athleticism or that athlete brain, athlete background. So that's already a different niche, a different way of solving a problem than someone who is, you know, maybe doing yoga or is taking a bit of a softer approach to things. So that is what I mean when I say niche down, especially in such a noisy space that we have going on right now, you know, that's online. If you want to cut through the noise, get specific, get redundant and get consistent next thing I'm going to keep saying all year is if you are going to hire a coach hire a coach based on their values I will and by I I will I mean Courtney thank you I will link the episode we did with uh, just recently with Laura Jean all about values so the reason that I bring this up is because if you are looking for a coach and, you know, this kind of meta as it relates to this episode, people are going to teach you what's worked work best for them. They're going to teach you the things that they like, the things that they know, right? the things that they believe to be true. Everyone has their own approach for doing things. Of note, how they reach you is what they will teach you. Right? How they sell you is what they'll tell you. So however you get attracted, that's probably what they're going to be teaching you. So if you came in through ads... And, you know, cold DMs are probably going to teach you that, that style of marketing. But everyone who is coaching, like I said before, is coaching based on their own experiences and the things that they believe to be true and to believe to be correct. Most of the things out there work in some way, shape, or form. To that end, your best bet is to find a coach with shared values and including, you know, or surrounding that or in addition to that, look at their lifestyle. Is that something that you want? Is that what you subscribe to? That's what you should be looking at in a, looking for, rather in a coach, not just what their you know approach is, what their methodology is. Yes, the methodology is 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 very important, but more so than that, find a coach based on values first. Probably you should uh, you know, assert your own, identify your own, and then you can look to see things that match. Number three, love on your people. And focus on the ones who stayed. So my word for 2022 is going to be, or is, it depends on when you're listening to this. Uh, it's going to be grow. I, I tend to prefer to make the words verbs as opposed to anything else. Uh, and it's time. Uh, my past words have been bold, so that wasn't a, but wasn't a uh, a verb. I kind of would just think of it as be bold. Uh, last year's word was lead and this year's word is going to be, or next year's word, 2022's word is going to be grow. To that end, I still very much internalize this message because the way that you will grow is by focusing on the people you have, over delivering to them, over delivering, oh my goodness, over delivering for them, listening to them, and then asking them for help. So we listen, we solve their problems, and then we can ask for help. And I will be asking you folks for help in sharing this podcast because I do want it to grow. I want all of my platforms to grow. I want to reach new audiences, new eyes. I want the community to grow. But that starts with focusing on the ones who are there, the ones who stayed, and not just chasing the folks who have decided, like, you're not for me. That's That's totally fine, all right? So whether you're uh goal is growth, your goal is success in any kind of metric, you get to define that, you're looking for sustainability, whatever it is, love on your people and focus on the ones who stayed. Second to last thing I'm going to keep saying is Double down on what you're good at. I was actually having this discussion quite a bit yesterday, and I'm gonna bring on uh, Kiana. I've had her on in the past. I'm gonna bring her back, Uh, and I had Betsy on not too long ago. If we could link that episode, that'd be awesome. Thank you, Courtney. Uh, Bringing them on because there has absolutely been absolutely been this migration to the online space, which I love. It brought. Consumers, customers, but it also brought people who are chasing the new American dream. And maybe you listening to this, you're one of these people, which is awesome, right? The new American dream of time freedom and being in control of your schedule, which is awesome. I will, however, say that this shit takes a long time. And number two, people will always want in-person connection. I know that we have talked about the metaverse and everything. I get it. Cool. Cool in progress, what is the word I'm saying? Progression, evolution of things, awesome. But people will always want in-person connection. Even if you think about kind of now with Zoom, right? We can do so much through that camera and so much connection, but something as simple as a loss of smell. So this is not Rona related, but I can't smell you. That sounds weird, but I can't smell the person on the other side of the screen. That... That lack of that sense changes changes the whole entire experience. I can't feel your energy in the same capacity as if I'm in the room with you, right? So, virtual connection is phenomenal. You all know that I love it, but it's not the same as in person. And people will always create will always crave in person connection. This ties into my point of double down on what you're good at, because if you per- if you currently have an in-person arm to your business, a brick and mortar side of things, I do believe that doubling down on it is a, f- and, and you're doing well, I do believe that doubling down on it is a phenomenal choice. I, I get that people want some of the time freedom and things like that, but my suggestion would be if you're, you know, especially if you're not the owner of the business, speaking to your boss and pitching an idea of how you can have more of that freedom that flexi- freedom and flexibility, but while in your current job that you're really good at and that you are enjoying. Uh, I think that oftentimes people just like, we see other things, other things become shiny, we think it might be easier, and the, the tendency is to like, oh, I'm just going to go do that. I am 100% here if you want to make the move to the online space, but I will say double down on what you're good at. And if you're crushing it in person, you're crush it. you you're crushing it at making connections that way, double down on that. If we take this and just move it into the online space in terms of, you know, what you're marketing, what you're selling, what you're doing, again, same message, double down on what you're good at. Double down on what you you are the expert at. And this is going to tie into... My last piece that I'm going to keep saying now, always, and forever, which is more you. That is M-O-A-R-U. We all know more is just a better, M-O-A-R, more is just a better way to spell more. Now, this ties into double down at what you're good at, because if we're looking, and, and kind of a lot of the other points I was saying, in, in terms of if you're looking to stand out, if you're looking to niche down, if you're looking to attract your people, if you're looking to really Find and refine your message, it's going to be more you. I had a super good maestro meeting the other day and it kept coming back to that. And it always comes back to that. And yes, part of it's because that's what I believe. But I think the other part is what else are you going to do? Who else are you going to be? How else are you going to be? What else can you actually be in a sustainable way for any prolonged period of time besides? you. So if you're looking to stand out, find the message, refine the message, attract your people, in my opinion, the only solution is more you. Double down on that-ish. Okay, that's it. That's the 10 things. We had. five that I wanted to clear up. Number number one was that it's okay to burn the ships once you've built and also have your your safety raft, your safety ships. Number two, DIYs are great, just typically not as a first offer. Number three, batching doesn't mean only doing one specific type of thing. You can absolutely define what things you would group together. Okay. Number four, I don't hate numbers. I just encourage you to be cautious with what you're focusing on number especially as it relates to where you are in your career and number five let it be easy let's give it a few more words there and say let it be easy as it relates to doing the things that will most easily allow you to achieve your goal as for the second half of the episode things that I'm going to keep saying you're going to hear me saying them all 2022 number one niche down, and that can be as it relates to the problem you solve, who you solve it for, and or how you solve it. Number two, find a coach based on values. Everyone is going to be teaching and talking about what worked best for them, and everyone's stuff works to a certain degree, but what's going to keep you going and and largely contribute to your success is that there's going to be congruency between the values. Number three, love on your people slash focus on the ones who stayed. Number four, double down on what you're good at. Own it. More specifically to what I use as an example in the episode, if you have a brick and mortar arm of the business, I do not think it's a bad thing to double down on, especially if you are doing very well with it. People will always want that in-person connection. So if you've been thriving there, don't just abandon ship. I am happy to help you with the online side of things, but in-person isn't going anywhere. And then lastly, more you. All right. I do believe that is it two quick announcements before i let you go number one next monday we got the long episodes returning or they never really went anywhere but uh remember first and third mo- first and third monday of the month are the long episodes and next monday i'm bringing back meredith root and alex parker of tactic nutrition and it's for like their their 11th billionth appearance on this show it's an annual thing now i love just talking to them about you know Goal setting and sticking to a routine, and decision making, and striving for things—they just we really resonate on so many levels, and I love 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 hearing from both of them. So brought them back on, and then it'll be Thursday shorty time. Second announcement: Don't forget doors are open for round ten of the Instagram Intensive. So if you're interested in that, click the click the notes, click the link in the show notes, or if you got any questions, DM me or give me a little text. happy to answer any and all things. All righty, that is officially, officially, officially it. That is the final episode of 2021. Endlessly grateful for all the listens, for you tuning in, especially tuning in for this episode. If you caught it the day it dropped, because I know we're in that like weird in-between week where it's like, what day is it? What's happening? So if you if you shared that, that time with me, you spent that time with me, I am super, super grateful. If you're listening to this after that, I am also still super, super grateful. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro...